Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. You can hear the fucking spring in my voice. Last night was fucking brilliant. We smashed the bastards out the park. They had 10 minutes of the game and that's all we let them have. Oh my, what a performance. It was just unbelievable. Every single man on the pitch was brilliant. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. There's so much to, to talk about and just smile about and laugh at everything about. Uh, what, what's, <laughs> what's your overall feeling about the game, Jay? Just, just delighted. I, I hate them. I fucking hate them more than any other set of human beings on the planet. They're fucking horrible. And to do that to them in their own back garden, to sing their manager's name in their own back garden when they're getting off after 20 minutes was an absolute fucking delight. I'm made up. My voice has gone from the fucking, from the celebrating and that. I had my dad on chairs in the hotel on field. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, the old buzz around the club again is back and you can't be, be winning a derby. There's nothing like it, but say we didn't give them a fucking chance. Well, we give them the one goal that they didn't deserve. It was against the run of play. They had yeah, that. And then it was just a, a piss take. It was it was a piss take. It's not even funny taking the piss out of them anymore. Oh, no, it, it is. I we just knew it, didn't we? <laughs> uh, yeah, we did know it. You're right. Absolutely right. Uh, what 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 you what your feelings on the game, Neil, besides utter delight? Oh, just absolutely buzzing. Uh, it was a mad sort of 24 hours leading up to the game of the uh, disgusting vandalising of Anfield. And uh, I actually spoke to one of the cleaners at the ground and they were scrubbing all that off. It's actually damaged a lot of the photos of, of, of family members and stuff that are not here anymore. So, to be honest with you, I was well wound up for the game. I, I, like Jay just said, these are horrible, horrible, horrible fans. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting videos as we speak sent to me right now of the bitterness and any set of fans that leave their team after 19 minutes are a disgrace. And I tell you something now, I cannot believe, I cannot believe that this football club even wants trophies because they don't deserve them for the way they act. So, mate, the performance was absolutely outstanding. Every single player on the pitch was an 8 out of 10 minimum. I actually thought Henderson should have been man of the match because I thought he was absolutely incredible. All right. yeah. We know, we know most, score, most scores every game. So we kind of expect it with him. But I'm telling you, this guy, and I keep saying this, has always been compared uh, not good enough for Liverpool because he's not Steven Gerrard. Now, he isn't Steven Gerrard, he's Jordan Henderson. But he is now playing like Steven Gerrard. He is everywhere. He's all over the pitch. He's passing second to none. And he's now adding goals to his game as well. That finish was unbelievable. I actually was jumping over my desk and nearly flat and crazy. Because because I've always I've always been a Henderson supporter. I always have. I've always loved him in terms of his 
what do you say? You get a nine out of ten in terms of energy out of him all the time. He's never ever scared of asking for the ball. Plus, he was a Kenny Dogley signing, so I'm absolutely buzzing. And I'm, I'm glad we did this podcast literally straight at it. Why still got you still got the buzz in you? Because it honestly, it was just one of the best games, and it was scary because I like Ali McCoy's commentary. I really do like Ali McCoy's as a commentator with uh, with the, the other guy we do on Amazon, and. It hits the nail on the head. Anybody, I don't care if it was Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, that first 20 minutes, we could have been three or four nil up. And Everton, they just, just couldn't cope with us. So, yeah, absolutely buzzing, mate. What a game. What a game on the night. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like you say, Ali McCoy said it best. Any team you put in front of us when we're playing like that, still in first gear, in my opinion, as well. We haven't really, yeah. we haven't really come out of it yet. Um, but any team you put in front of us when we're playing like that, they're getting absolutely blown away let's let's start from the start of it and you know Henderson with the goal like you say fantastic finish his weak foot as well although it, it you could argue he doesn't really have a weak foot um I, I put it on Twitter today and I, I did get a little bit of stick for it uh, so I'll ask you both the question I believe right now Jordan Henderson is the best midfielder in the Premier League at the moment not saying without a doubt but right but now, I'll, I'll, he is the best midfielder. To be, honest, to be honest with you, this is going to sound biased, but it's not. I think he's been the best for the last 18 months. You, yeah, you, name, you, 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 you name a better central midfielder in the Premier League than him at the moment. I'm waiting for it. I think the only one who comes close is, the point is always, he's always going to be the Bruyne. He's always yeah, injured. This is what it is. I my head in with the Bruyne. And one of the an, analysers said it on the last game. Um, when Henderson plays the plays passes, doesn't get commented on. If it's De Bruyne yeah. or it's Messi, they're fucking all over it. But Henderson's yeah, doing it week in, week out now. Yeah. And nothing's yeah. getting mentioned about it. He's fucking phenomenal. That ball, that ball when we against Man United fit two, one touch right out of his out of his path, straight through to Salah. Unbelievable. And then, again last night. No, no disrespect, but you, you don't get the energy from De Bruyne. De Bruyne is just He's playing in the Man City team. For God's sake, anyone that plays in the central midfield of Man City, they, they get the ball, what, 75% of the time? They're just passing the balls about. It's like playing in a Sunday league game for them most of the time. But for Liverpool, he's not just a great passer of the ball. He's everywhere. I mean, he's absolutely everywhere. He's right back, left back. Could De Bruyne play centre-back for a few games like he did last year in the 18 months? No. This is why I'm saying he's the best. And uh, it just, it just, it's like Pogba has four or five good games a season. De Bruyne has a couple of great ones and then he has three months injured. So I just basically believe that if he carries on the way he is carrying on now, he won't just be the best centre midfielder in the Premier League, he'll be the best in Europe. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to you know, disagree. And obviously I don't disagree. I think um, a lot of people were pointing out saying, you know, Thiago and Fabinho, obviously they, they rigged them higher than... Uh, than Henderson but for me I think what sets Henderson aside is he can do their jobs just as well as they can but they couldn't do his job the way he does it and that's what sets him apart for me I totally agree with that I totally agree with it I think he just doesn't get enough accolades yeah Henderson can't remember what I was going to say now um, yeah we were just obviously saying you know Henderson is just he's, he's head and shoulders right now above anyone else and he took his goal fantastic and then you know like you said, Jay, the passing is second to none. I think you both said it. Um, that pass for Salah for the second goal, it was absolutely perfect for it. You know, any any other player on the end of that, 
and it, he's probably over it, but the speed of Salah makes it a great pass. Love, I actually love the third replay of his goal, the one from behind the goal. No, not behind the goal, behind Henderson, where you could just see the bend on it, yeah. the, way it the way it curled in. I mean, I mean, like I say again, uh, it's all, he's always going to be, he's always going to be, well, for years, he was always put uh, compared to Stevie, but I mean, I think even Stevie now must be. If, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and just watch Gerard's face when he's watching him sometimes. I bet he's thinking, "Wow, this this man's top of his game now." Because if if you can improve your game as much as he has in the last, I'd say the last two years, he's gone from being a really aggressive, hard-working, tireless midfielder to now a really aggressive, hard-working, tireless midfielder with assists and goals. And it's like he's adding everything now. So his market value, I know he's 31, but I, I say he's priceless. I wouldn't actually sell him for any amount of money. I wouldn't. It's his passion as well. You'd swear he was a scouser. He plays yeah. for that state like any any other scout lads have ever done. You know, you look at Carrigan and Gerrard and now Trent and even Curtis Jones. The, everything's different, but the derby for him is just like a local lad. And I don't think you can buy that. You just can't buy it. You know what? He's one of the people I met him when I worked at Anfield when he's mural, and then the mural it was done for him. Yeah, uh, the corner from Anfield. It was literally the first few weeks of the pandemic, so you can imagine these players uh, are literally like, "No, don't go up to people, don't hug people, don't do anything like." That. He didn't, he didn't care. He literally walked straight through everybody. He was staying alone to the kids. He was like having photos with them, and the Liverpool staff were having a go at him. Don't stop the supporters. No, you can't do that. The pandemic. He just now shut up, mate. I'm not going to let this little kid down. And he was signing everything. He is literally, and even on, on the way back to the ground, I was walking back, because I was on a dinner break, I was walking back to the ground with him, and I was saying, how are you doing? He had a knee injury. Remember, his, his, in, his knee was injured before he lifted the frame, wasn't it? He had a bad knee. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, it's getting there. It's a bit swollen. So he talks to you like he's one of your mates going down to the pub. So I'm, I'm one of his biggest fans, because a lot of the players can be really stuck up, but Hendo isn't. And that's because he comes from a working class council estate area in Sunderland, and he has not changed one bit. Yeah. And you know what? I think that was one of the only positives of the of last season with the pandemic, no fans and stuff like that. You should truly hear, you heard Henderson all game. Even when he wasn't playing, he was on the sideline, he was still shouting. And I think that, that opened a lot of people's eyes about what he brings to the team. Um, so I, I say, I think that was one of the very few positives of, of that pandemic here in the Premier League. But, He's just he's just phenomenal. He's he's like I said, he's on a completely different level to anyone at the moment. He's just yeah, just fucking I'd marry him tomorrow. Um <laughs> I'd say in the spine of the team, he's first name on the team sheet. Absolutely. You're gonna you're gonna say Alison Van Dyke, you say Henderson. I know I love Fabinho and Fabinho's outstanding as well yesterday. Yeah. But I'd say it'd be that if you if you were to pick your first three players to play for Liverpool. I'd say Alison Van Dyke. First four, sorry. Alison Van Dyke, Hendo, and Salah would be my first four, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, like I say, second goal was was Hendo's work again. Um, Thiago, I think, done a good bit of work actually, just poking the ball out to Henderson with a bit of a crowded area. Um, but the pass from Henderson was was sublime. Uh, and then the finish is, is exactly what we expect from from Salah. Uh Pickford actually helped him a lot with the finish for some reason he was going further and further to his right yeah, he or stepped to his up. left rather wasn't he yeah he um, stepped away from 
he should have made the space smaller, but he made it bigger. Yeah, which so. is fucking bizarre. But even that, I think, put two keepers in that goal where he's placed it. It's a fucking phenomenal finish. Um, even the Evertonians were fucking roaring before he even hit the ball. <laughs> and then and then he started walking out to 19 minutes, classy as ever, with the wall pushing I mean, gestures. I, I, um, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I couldn't believe that. I put on social media earlier today that I was at Stoke away when we were 5 0 down at half time and it finished 6 1. Still never left the stadium. I remember when we watched when we played Aston Villa 7 2. I mean, what makes you leave your football club 19 minutes into a derby and it's only 2 0? It's just, it bears belief, it bears belief that was. They, they'll argue that they know, they know what the outcome's going to be, but even that, they're the most toxic set of fans you'll ever come across. If you're 2 0 down against anyone in world football, whatever team you are, you get behind your team and you back them and you support them and you sing for them. They boo. They boo their own fucking members of staff and their own team. And it just, it's fucking lunacy. I've never known anything like it. They think they're all from football and because they had five good years in the 80s and they're old absolutely fuck all. Nil satisfaction, well, yeah. not but the best means fuck all. They're absolutely yeah. shy. And I'm what's all this community uh, community club? What the fucking spray point, spray paint Sandfield and rats all over our stadium and fucking all. How's that community? How's that community based? It's a load of bollocks. You want to go? You know what? You want to go down to uh, County Road half the time after them are all pissing about and they're that track. They've got those, they've got like a community set at the right side the ground. They're all buying yeah. stones and cars. They're all little bastards. This is, honestly, <laughs> it just does my head in. No, they are. It's just honestly, it does my head in now. They keep saying we're the people's club. How is the people's club? A set of fans that can't even back their own players, their own staff, and their own management. And, and it's like Thierry Henry was trying to say it last night in a kind of kind way. You ain't Everton of the 1980s anymore. So why do you still think you've got a divine right to win a trophy? You know, Newcastle fans, they're pissing loyal. They wouldn't leave after 19 minutes. And that's why, you know, and that's what does my head in. They think they've had it bad, Everton. They've been finishing in the top 10 for the last 10 years, most of the time. And I reckon that is about as best as it gets for them. Well, that's what I've said to them. I, I said to them, yes, well, today, you're you on par with Aston Villa and Newcastle and teams like that. And I don't know why you think you're superior to teams like that. You're Harsh not, on Villa. I just want to point out. Go on, what? Harsh on Villa. They've got a European <laughs> cup. If you're, yeah, yeah. if you're a footballer in January and you've got the likes of Villa, West Ham, Palace, Wolves, Watford coming in for you and Everton, the last place you're going to go is Everton because it's the most fucking toxic stadium on the planet. You wouldn't go there for any amount of money. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. Uh, obviously, last time, sorry, we were just going to say, last time we were expecting Rafa to be sacked this time today. But uh, Neil, you you pointed out that um, Mishiri was on... on yeah, the I, listen, I, listen, today. I, listen, I listen to the morning shows that I always do. Say I have football, I'm constantly. I'm a little bit of a nutter when it comes to football. Uh, and basically... Uh, Mishiri made a statement this morning stating that, and I agree with everything he said, to be honest with you, because that's the problem with everything. They keep chopping and changing too much. Whether, like uh, like Gaze just said, that toxic fan base shouldn't have a voice because all their voices is toxic. And what Mishiri's come out today and said is, Rafa is a great manager. Rafa has not had any of my money yet, which he hasn't. The 1.6 million. I reckon Lee Salford has spent more than that. Uh, <laughs> so, I know it's embarrassing. So, and it's not his team yet, really. He's brought in three transfer players to, to, for Rafa to have to go through that. I actually felt sorry for him a little bit yesterday because 
he, he, he doesn't want to lose any game of football. He's, he's a manager first and he loves Liverpool, but that's in the back of his in mind. He wanted to win that game yesterday. The machinery's come out and said, Rafa's staying, I'm going to back him. Managers need time. And, you know, you know you've know, got Ken Wright and all Did you see the videos of Ken Wright and all that getting abused and all that? I mean, I just think to myself, I feel sorry for Rafa. He deserves better, in my opinion, than being at that club. Oh, yeah, yeah he does. I absolutely. Think, I just think it's a location decision, isn't it? It's a location. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You've got to like, give the option to fucking go to Sam. It should have shared it on the tram here or, or even AC Liverpool if Ander ever goes. <laughs> that wouldn't be too bad, would it? No, I, do feel, I feel sorry for him because they are. I think that regardless of what Mercedes said, I think eventually, I think if he loses a few more games, the fans, as you said, the fans are trying to get on the pitch and that. He's going to be getting death threats and stuff. They're fucking horrible. I called that, I called that, didn't I? I called right. that yeah, yeah. That They've already tried to target his house and got the wrong fucking house because the brain's dead. So... He has got to be careful because they are, they've done it before. They fucking battered one of the, the, the ex-managers, didn't he? In the 80s, in the 70s or 80s. He'd just come out of an art operation and he fucking done him in outside the stadium because he, he, he subbed a player or something like that. But um, yeah, they're a fucking, they've been doing it since the 70s and 80s. They're a horrible group of fans. Not all of them, but they'll say anything they can to, to, to try and rile us up, whether it's about Hillsborough, Heisel, and then they go in the same breath. Oh, we stand with you, isn't that? We've had it on today on Twitter. Just going to say, yeah, we have. We stand side by side with you over the Hillsborough, but then you go and sing Always the Victim, which is not about Heisel, it's about Hillsborough. So, yeah, shower of bastards. But yeah, they, 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 get, they get what they deserve. They get, they've got a shit football club with a pipe dream of this fucking boss stadium. You've got to own it. He doesn't spend his own money. He has to earn it before he spends it. He was the same at Arsenal. And you've got a shit football team. The only thing going for them is they've got an half-decent manager who eventually will fuck off anyway. Well, they, even the stadium, I'm, I'm hearing they're not paying for themselves. I think the city are paying for half of that. Yeah. Well, from what I, was I mean, well, apparently fantastic. the council, it, it all fell through because something happened with Joe Anderson. Meant yeah, to be yeah. Todd Dealings. Um, so apparently the council are no longer backing it. So that's not where that. they spend the money's gone. They've got no spending money because they've got to fund the stadium now. Oh, anyway, fuck them rats. Yeah, like fuck them. The scum, the vile, the horrible, and we're better than them. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, we let them into it though. At uh, the end of that first half, um, the goal, to be honest, like you said before, Jay, it was like against the run of play, but it did kind of uh, they, they actually worked it all right. Pull, I think it was Matt about the position, opened up the gap. It was one of them. The the broke us. They broke through us once and scored. Um. But then they done nothing after it. Um, second half, we we took control again, and then Seamus Coleman, the greatest right back who's ever lived, if you ask any Everton fan, um, forgot how to play football and let Mo Salah in. And again, great finish. Um, I'd be pissed off if I was an Everton fan that that went in. To be honest, because I think Pickford got majority of his hand to the ball, and it still somehow went in. So I'm made up like. But um, you you disagree with that though, don't you, Jay? Yeah, I think it's a brilliant finish. I think he's... It reminds me of Michael Owens against Arsenal in the FA Cup 2001. It's just that... It's that whisker a bit too far for the keeper to get, to get a full hand on and he's directed into the net. But the, the whole run, it was like Man United. Um, winning the ball on the halfway line, you've still got a hell of a lot of work to do. And I can't believe that the Everton play didn't bring him down. <laughs> Cannot believe for the life of me they didn't bring him down. Um, yeah. Just, just to, to save face. But... Yeah, absolutely brilliant run, brilliant finish. In regards to Everton's goal, it was against the run of play. 
bit concerning yeah. that our defence split again and Alisson should have had it, but... I don't, know, I, don't know if this, I don't know if this was in his mind. You know, he said there, Jay, that he should have brought him down. I don't know if you've seen the previous night, Newcastle's game, because uh, no. I watched that, and Kieran Clark uh, literally did exactly that. After eight minutes, the lads threw on goal, and he just ragged him straight to the yeah. ground as a red card. And it Big cost win. Newcastle the win. So I just think that might have been in the back of his head. I bet he thought, oh, no, because it, it was only 2-0. Was it 3-1, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah, 2-1 yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet he thought, oh, no, if I pull him down, and we, we could still get back in. So maybe that was in his mind. Because, you know, that's, that's all I can think. But, yeah, I would have took him out. It's one of the least guys. Didn't he? Still had a lot to do. Yeah. Um, again, you would expect your keeper to come out and, and do something, but somehow he, he's he made this but he, he made the space bigger for him again, which is why <laughs> he hasn't got a full hand to it. Because don't forget if he if he jumps like an inch to the side, that's a full half an arm that he can't get to it because his arms are that short. So it's just <laughs> it's one of them. Um I think I don't know, yeah, you want to see that shit outside the players, I think sometimes, especially in a derby. If it was the other way around and you know Richardson's through on goal and Robertson's chasing him, I want I want Robertson to fully fucking scissor him and bring him down and get a red card, yeah. make it worth it. I want and to see that Robert, shit outside. Robert, I think you named the best candidate there. I think Robertson clearly yeah. was. Him or Milner, they're the only yeah. two that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Milner would fucking like you know give him a few kicks on the floor and everything, stand on his head. <laughs> just, going, just going on to Milner, I said this when he came on yesterday. I said. That's probably got to be the greatest, alongside the market, but the greatest free, and McAllister, the greatest free transfer in 20 <laughs> I mean, to bring him on, he's like a, he's like a pat, like just pure muscle, veins come through his arms. He's got about a thousand, it feels like a thousand games, I don't know how many it is, it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Premier League. To just be able to clock, to be able to say to him, go on there, dictate the tempo, slow the game down, win us some free kicks, Bring on that experience is such a great wild card. And you know what? If he is still that fit, keep giving him a year contract. I don't understand why. Absolutely. Age is just the number. If he can still outrun our whole squad, there's no problem. Yeah, couldn't yeah. agree more. Probably agree, lad. And I think he's. I think he's always been an underrated player. I remember years ago when he was like at Villa and City, and I could never understand why he was why he was getting picked for England and why City were playing him all the time. I was watching him. Thinking not properly, but I was just watching. I was thinking, "You're fucking shite, you." And then it's only since he's joined us that I've gone, "Yeah, you're fucking unbelievable." He's it's he what is. You, what you see when you focus on the game, you see everything he does, and so I don't think we like. Don't think you'll see a player in the Premier League like him ever again. No, the way he's so versatile, so strong, and fucking, he can do everything. He can play everywhere, and he's yeah, class. Also yeah. class. Um, very surprised he didn't get a yellow card. That's normally his uh, his goal too, wasn't it? it? Used to be Lucas. Now it's Milner. I said <laughs> I said to my dad when he was coming on, I went, "How long before do you reckon he gets a yellow card?" I was like, "I'm going to say 12 minutes," uh, but it never <laughs> happened. I was devastated. Um, yeah, he was he was great as always when he come on. Um, Ox again looked lively when he come on, and we didn't get a lot of time. Um, it was just it was just perfect all around. That fourth goal from Jota, I I didn't under, even I didn't even understand what he'd done at first. It was that good. I was like, I didn't even celebrate. I just sort of went, I went, what the fucking hell did he just do? I was in, I was in complete awe of it. I was, everyone was going ballistic around me, and I was stood like that, looking at my dad, going, what the fuck has he just done there? Yeah, that's what it was. Like that. It was just brilliant, absolutely. And even to, to take that shot into the, the roof of the net the way he does, like 
nine times out of ten, you'd expect him to go across the goalie. Yeah. And he's just swatted it as hard as he can. And that's what I love to see in a striker. Don't be too picky. I and mean, what you're going to do, just whack it towards the goal. And it's phenomenal, mate. Phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I just... I just sorry, you're going to go. Go on. Go on, mate. No, go on, sorry. It just, remind, it just reminded me of uh, that finish by Jota. I was half thinking to myself, should he, should he have saved it? But then I thought to myself, it's all right saying that when you watch the replays because it's dead slow motion. But if you think of the speed he hit that, it reminded me of when we played Newcastle the 4-3 and I can remember Les Ferdinand did it to David James. James just flaps his arms up, doesn't it? And it goes straight between him. So I just think it surprised him that he took the shot early and it surprised him that he went for the near post like Jay says. So, uh, yeah, fabulous finish from Jotter. And again, his goal record's starting to get a little bit scary as well. I love that celebration as well. Fucking great, <laughs> Again, yeah. I, think, I think he's a bit of a wind-up merchant, him as well, you know. So yeah. he's going to go. I mean, he goes down well with the fans anyway. But he's going to be one who's properly loved in a couple of years' time. Um, he's got well, yeah, 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 Fair point. Has he got a song yet? No, we were singing. Um, we gave him the Suarez song yesterday in Hotel Anfield. His yeah. name's Diogo Jotter. He wears the famous reds, and that went off like it went. It went well. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. I thought, I thought I've not heard one. He needs yet, a song. He needs yeah, a song. No, like, no, I'd um, love him to get that back in the ground, that bounce. <laughs> yeah. No, but you'll end up singing Torres by accident. You, you love him I'm still. <laughs> um, now, I was watching him. Um, I, I re-watched the game before, because obviously, why wouldn't I? Um, and then I watched the LFC TV like after match show, whatever they call it. And he had uh, Macateer and Jay Spearden on it. And they were saying it demanded them a Bergkamp's goal against Newcastle. The way he's took it, the way he spun with it, it just had no right said like the ball was was behind him as he was turning and just how he's managed to do it was just unbelievable. But that's just what he's got in his locker. He, he can he's got different qualities than the rest of our forwards and it's it's a great other option to have with the rest with the other front three. Who was it that was saying the other day? We, what footed is he? It was, it was on here. No, I don't know <laughs> what yeah, foot. Yeah, was I, it I, us? I, yeah. I, I, I said it. I said it. I said is he left or right foot? I don't know. You don't know what foot he is. Uh, and, that, and that's exactly Jota. I mean, he can shoot with his left. He's got, he can actually head the ball really well. He's got a couple of belting headers as yeah, well. Yeah, he's great in the air, like. He's just an all-round brilliant striker, isn't he? But again, that, that change of positioning and the versatility and the fucking agility to just get away from Alan there. And the Evertonians are saying, don't get too excited. That Alan's shite, lad. He, he fucking loved him last year and he's absolutely rolled him. <laughs> and he's he's definitely not shite, Alan, like to be fair. Like most of the Everton players are, but he's one who's not. You don't you don't the way when he was at Napoli, he was unbelievable. And he should I have been, he should be at a bigger club than Everton. I think I think they missed that decore. He's their like DM he's a bit, they missed the core and they missed that mean up at the back. And obviously they have got quite a lot of players that like, you can't fault that, right? you know, the Charles not the Charles Talbot they're in. They have got good but this got shit squad. But rap, you know, rap is just Rapid is to get the fuck out of there, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. I just need to get out of there. I'd go, I'd go back to China if I was in, you know, rather have 11 Chinese people running around for me than Evertonian players, you know. But, yeah. But it is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, one, one player to do want to just point out as well is uh, Andy Robbo. I think we've we said it. I think before you and Craig joined us on the pod, we said it. Like, Robbo was looking poor this season. Simakas come in, done a good job. Robertson looks like he's, he's hungry again. He looks like he's back to his best. And I've seen something on Twitter saying, um, this is why you'd have a squad. Simakas has come in and done absolutely brilliant. And Andy Robbo's come back and gone, shit, I've got genuine competition now. I need to up my game. 
And it's the same with Henderson. Henderson's done the same. Ox has come in, done a good job, and then the rest of the midfield have gone, shit, I need to up my game here. So testament to the to the signings that we've made. It's great because we're getting our best players back to their world class levels that we know they can hit. Yeah. Um I said about that though, sometimes you can burn yourself out. You can you can want to play as much football as possible, but sometimes it takes its toll on your body. You're out of yard slower and you're not making the same runs because you've become brains telling you not to. It's that little bit week or two out that he's had. Um it's probably done the world of good and he looks fucking possessed. He looks hungry. So yeah, I don't know. He's he's gone up a gear and he's got another gear to go, and he's just he's still the best left back in the world. So fuck me if he goes up another gear, you'll never see nothing like him again. No, absolutely. Um, I think yeah, it was just he was he was another level last night. But like like Neil said at the start, everybody was at least an eight out of ten last night. Um, oh, it was just it was just that type of performance. Um, the one one thing I do just want to. Talk about a little bit. Obviously, twelfth minute, we had the um, both sets of fans doing the applause for for Ava Ava White. Um, now this has sort of caused weirdly it's caused controversy on Twitter with Blues because the Liverpool fans sang "You'll Never Walk Alone" Jordan. Now this is what me and Jay have had fucking shit on Twitter with today because they're trying to make out that it was disrespectful that the fans sang "You'll Never Walk Alone." When it's been sang in in unity and in you know to give to in strength, if you like, with Ava's family, and they just can't understand it. They're just trying to point score again, really, with it. And it's just fucking. It's like you said before. It's what they like the no, vile. I, I, you know what I thought that I heard them booing when we, we started singing it, but don't they understand that we did that for Ava in the previous game against Southampton and sang "You'll Never Walk Alone," which was so emotional. Yeah, because we knew the message was. To, to Ava's family that they will never walk alone. That was what the message was, that we stand with them. So if exactly. they are saying that, that just goes to show you everything about that football club, if that's what they're pulling out on a, such an important issue, that we're having to talk about that rather than how lovely it was for another 60 seconds of putting your heart and soul into such a sad, sad thing that happened. It's just un- unbelievable. That's it. They'll, they'll use anything to point score. They'll, they'll try anything. Say that um, they basically said they're defending the fact that they booed during the minute applause because they were booing our song. Make someone made a comment saying you were advertising your own fan base around the world by singing that walk alone. Like we're not the biggest club in the world anyway. Like we need to do that. I, I just can't get my head around them. Say oh. the words, the words sung and you'll never walk alone. Walk home with hope in your heart is a message to Ava's family. And we sing it at every minute applause for every loss. Connected with the city and the club, we've done it for Hillsborough. We do it for ex-players. We do it for fucking soldiers. We, we, that's what we do. We send the message of love and unity to those grieving. And if you can't get, if you can't accept that for, for sixty seconds, mate, well, you're fucked. You're tapped well, in the head. Well, Jay, well, Jay, do you know what it is? It's like you said. It's when you can't beat us at football, you just try and beat us any other way possible. So it goes back to when we played Man City here in the Champions League. I know for a fact that it wasn't our fans throwing bottles into that bus. I know for a fact it wasn't. It, it, because, because you know, I, I just don't believe that we, we, we've we not done it in, I've been to about 20 coach welcomes. We've not done it in the 19 of them. So I just think sometimes that you've got to be careful. Do you remember that, the uh, the firework that was set off at the Liverbird building? That turned out to be a Burnley fan. I think sometimes we get absolutely 
you know, because we've got such a spirited fan base, such a class fan base, such a great song. I think it's just jealousy, hypocrisy, and it's just absolutely spying us off of the things that get thrown at us as a fan base. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, like I say, don't want to talk too much about Everton fans really, but I felt it was important to bring that up because we need to get that message across. That That's what it was. Like Jay said, the words are walk on with hope in your heart and that's all we're trying to convey. So, yeah, the message is being twisted by Everton fans. And the thing is, you you's both, well, maybe, I don't know how much you're active on, on Twitter, Neil, but Jay, you'll know it yourself. Anytime there's a chance to give shit at Liverpool, fans from every other club around, not even just the country, around the world, at all yeah. in there, giving us shit as well. No other fan bases actually give us shit for that. So that proves that it's just the Everton fans trying to make it out to be something that it's not. Yeah, the high horse FC, they're an absolute embarrassment, honestly. Uh, as I say, they, they say to us, we stand shoulder and shoulder with Ellsworth and that, but in the same breath, they sing murderers at us, they sing always the victim of your fault. We did... There was lads, there's lads caught on video as if they're getting crushed by a cage yesterday yeah. and they're pushing walls down. They're fucking sick in the head, mate. They're tapped. And it, it's it's growing. The hatred's growing. You've got kids of 12 singing about Heisel. I haven't got a fucking clue what happened. And know, you know yeah. what, what, I, what I do love is that on an Everton podcast or someone from the city done a podcast just a few weeks ago and an Everton fan went on there and he said, like, the Evertonians aren't going to like this, but we were at Heisel. Everton went with Liverpool to Heisel. So there was both mm-hmm. sets of fans in that in that stadium that night, in that end where, where the, the tragedy happened. So they need to fucking come to grips with They were there as well. So if, if we're made to the so are they. Yeah. Oh, it's just fucking stupid. I can't, believe, I can't believe we're still talking about it, for God's sake. I mean, I was born in 1984, and I'm too old for it, more or less, you know, nearly. You know, so... What's this new? The new fan base shouldn't even be hearing about high school. Uh, honestly, Hillsborough is a, a big issue in the city. But like I say, twelve-year-olds singing songs you know nothing about. It's it's gone beyond football now. It's stupidity, and it just what it is is it'd be totally different if Everton were, were a good side. If Everton were winning trophies and Everton were with, uh, in in league title races, none of this would be happening. We'd be singing nothing about high school. We'd be singing nothing. It would be doing. It's pure. It's pure toxic jealousy and hatred. Now, I've never seen a fan base that hate each other as much as they hate us. In fact, I have actually. My dad's side of the family, Rangers and Celtic, they hate each other that much. Yeah. Everton, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's exactly the same with Rangers and Celtic. You know, one will sing a sectarian song and then the, the others will do it. And, it. and it's just it's politics and it's just a load of nonsense. But it just goes back to the fact that they are just completely jealous of Liverpool Football Club. Everything. That's why they look, that's why they want this new stadium. Because this one dwarfs over theirs. It makes theirs look like a car shed. You know what I mean? <laughs> they can't handle it. And then, and then there's another thing as well. Oh, only Scousers support Everton. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. Go on their website and have a look at how many worldwide supporters clubs they've got. They've got supporters clubs all over the pissing world. From Norway, from Singapore, from everywhere. You wait until they get that new stadium. Who do you think is going to be going there? The County Road boys? I doubt it. They'll be all the boys straight from the other side of the world and they'll have it. The only reason that is because they're not big enough yet. And all it is, again, with them is it's just something to throw at us. But, you know, we battered them 4-1. Biggest defeat in 30 years. All fucking red. Simple as that. <laughs> that that's, well, that's what's ironic about it. They spray-painted 39, the number 39, representing the Italians that lost their lives at Heisel. Uh, and it's 39 years since, since we've beat them that. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, 
they're, they're like they're like shelves destructive FC. Every major uh, it's great. The awesome. Um no, it was just like I said, yeah, the vile again, we can repeat it and repeat <laughs> it and repeat it. It's just it's never gonna not be true, but also it's it's fucking just funny to laugh at the minute. Um so next game, let's let's have a little talk about that. So we've got uh, got Wolves on Saturday. Always a bit of a difficult place to go, Molyneux. Um New manager there, uh, Jose Sarr, I think it was that the keeper. I don't know. I don't know. I get confused. But they've got um, yeah, it's a it's a different team than what what Nuno had. They look a bit a bit more assured of themselves defensively, not quite as threatening going forward. So, be a tough game. But I still expect us to put at least two past them to keep this record breaking run going. Um, how do you see the game going, Neil? Uh, you know what, I'll be honest with you, I've not seen too much of Wolves this season. I can't remember them being on the telly that much, you know, or Scott. No, no. Uh, they haven't, have they? They haven't. I've not really seen much. But uh, I've heard they changed the system. They don't play, uh, they don't play the same as, uh, as Nuno did, and that's kind of Cody was part of a back three. Uh, they're more expansive, which means they score more goals. And I'm surprised I didn't realise they, they were doing so well in the league. They're actually right up there. So it's going to be a difficult one. But again, I don't care who we're playing. You can preview anyone. Uh, you know, preview anyone in the world at the moment. That I've never, and I'm not just being cocky here because I used to hate Man United fans for that. But now I know what they must have felt like actually. Because <laughs> I just, I just don't care who Liverpool play anymore. They can have this up front, that up front, play four, four at the back, three at the back, five at the back, ten at the back. We're going to beat them. Simple as that. All right, we can have the off day like we did against West Ham. But then, then again, I, I like having the off day sometimes because. It, like, like you said about Robertson needing Costas to keep him awake, keep him going. Sometimes a little bit of a bump in the road can keep you sharp and focused. And I think West Ham's done that. If you look at the response since West Ham, we don't have many bumps in the road. Uh, you know, forget the pandemic season when we lost five in a row. I was talking to an Evertonian about that today. No fans, no soul, and that's lifeless. You know, that's why I really, really want us to win the league this season because you've got Man City singing about Steven Gerrard yesterday, which is embarrassing. Uh, about him slipping against Denver Bar. So I hate Man City with a passion more than any fan base, apart, along with Everton now, in the world. Uh, and I just think to myself, Wolves, yeah, they've got the lad up front, Jimenez. All right. Matinho's decent in midfield. Ruben Neves, I've liked him for years, actually. I actually wanted Liverpool to go for him, but he's sort of quietened down. And Adama Triore, a lot of, I've always been a sort of a fan with him, and I've heard that if we can get him in cheap, that would be good. But then I was put this to a question the other day. Who would you take out of Alan St. Maximum and Trey right And I'll take St. Maximum every time. Yeah, that's yeah, St. They, they, yeah. they don't need the money. <laughs> they don't need the money for whatever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I haven't seen too much of Wolves, just to be honest with you, mate. But uh, I don't fear no one. Bring on anyone. No, same. You got any thoughts about it, Jay? I'm the exact same as Neil. I don't really look at the, the opponent team anymore. I just know if Liverpool are playing, we're, we're going to win half, 90% of the time. So, yeah, I don't, I don't take much interest in who we're playing, the setup or the team. I just know Liverpool are going to turn up with 11 players better than theirs. And hopefully we play that football. Don't get me wrong. They are, they, I think they have gone a bit more defensive and they'll play, they'll play tight, tight defensively. So it'll be hard to break, break them down. But again, I think that, that midfield with them full-backs and that front three, mate, you can break down anyone. Yeah, give let them play with twelve or thirteen players, and I can still see a scoring too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I don't. I, I mentioned it just then, but I don't think much has really been made of this. Uh, this record breaking run on of, of 
two at least two goals in 18 consecutive games. It's a new record. It's never, never been done before. So never it just, like, it just shows well, the level we're playing at. Well, we've won three in a row, four 0 as well, which is it's getting close to a major record as well. Yeah. No, we're just we're performing on a different level at the moment. Um, you know, Chelsea had the little stumble only just about. I can't remember who they played the other night. I think it was a. Uh, Wofford, yeah, they had the little stumble there, um, nearly anyway. City, I don't think it was that convincing against Villa from what I've heard. So, you know, we're putting four past everyone, it seems, and they're struggling with the little wins and eventually it's going to catch up to them if they if they keep playing like that. They're not going to be able to ride the luck every single game like that. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's the league at the moment. I mean, the top three, all three of us are head and shoulders above the rest of the league. It's not... It's not fair, really, is it? Let's be honest. Um, but I think if we carry on in this vein, there's, there's absolutely no one stopping us. I think as well, I think both the three teams are a few injuries away from, from a disaster as well. I think if, if City lose a few of their stars or Chelsea lose or us, it could be fucking season-defining. So hopefully one of, one of them lose a couple of players soon. We could do it. We could do with them dropping points now. Um I just see we go we go a level ahead, but they're still pipping around us. Yeah. So we could do with them dropping points soon. I'm hoping I'm hoping Manchester City's desperation for the European Cup takes their eye off the game a little bit. And that just makes them switch off a little bit. You know, you know on what they say on the games returning back from the Champions League games. So when we get to the knockout stages of the European Cup, I want Man City to go all out because they're gonna they are gonna go all out for the European Cup. That's the one they want. They've won a few leagues now. And I'm hoping they just switch off, you know, on the game coming back from the Champions League games and they just drop a few points back. Now, we've got to go to the East. I looked at the fixtures the other day and unfortunately, the two games against Chelsea and Man City are away. But having said that, we're a great side, so we don't fear going anywhere. But I actually do think that... I've got a feeling Chelsea will fall off the pace. I don't know why. I don't know why I think that. I just think they'll just... I just think they will. I don't It's just a good instinct. I mean, I could be wrong. Man City, I think we're going to go toe-to-toe with right to the last game this season. I'm going to call it out now. I think the league will be going right down to the final game. I really do. Yeah, certainly setting up that way at the minute. I don't think I can take it. <laughs> it's happened before. It's happened before, hasn't it? It went down to the final game. It's Wolves, isn't it? For us. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're just, as I say, we're just on a, we're complaining, bet, we're complaining, that's not even a word. We're just playing better than anybody else in world football right now. Um, so long may continue. Um, obviously Wolves is away so I doubt I don't think we're going to be able to get any uh, any footage from there but all things being well Jay you should be in Milan next week shouldn't you? I should be lad it's just if they let us fly everything sorted it's got me test booked and that so um, yeah I'll come to your live on the San Siro hopefully lad hopefully oh, fingers crossed yeah. hopefully they let you go um, but look it's, it's a great time to be a Red right now we're buzzing fucking get to go into work and to be fair, I don't work with that many blues anymore. They all work from home. So I imagine they'll all be making sure they're still working from home for a few more days. Um and it kills just... me, it kills me that it's it's sort the shite. So it's sort of expected. So the the banter buzz has sort of you gone for me. I'm so right saying that. I said that to my mate this morning, he's a big blue. Now I this is this is a funny story actually. My best man at my wedding, Mike, is a big blue, and I've known him eleven years. And when he beat his last season, that was the first time since I've met him that he'd ever seen Liverpool beat us, right? Sorry, Everton beat us. And it, uh, this morning doesn't feel any different. I'm used to waking up on the day after a derby without worrying about like, losing and stuff like 
that. So, yeah, it is, it's got past the point of banter now. It's actually kind of feel sorry for them. Feel like you're bullying someone. You're not bullying them. You're just absolutely terrorising them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that's, why, that's why I, I know I'm not a scouser. Maybe it means more to you, boys. But that's why my, I always I always look forward to Man United. I love Man United games. Uh, well, I've amazing. always I've, I've felt like Man United's our derby for years. That's where I feel I feel. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Yeah, yeah. And Man City's the same now. I feel the same with them. They knock me. I hate them. I feel sick when we play the Manchester sides. Everything. Yeah. One of them. It's you, you see them more, but they go hiding. And they've had mates over the years when we both got to Wembley and stuff like that. The banter we had was fucking unbelievable. He robbed our garden home and took it to Goodison and everything. To Sophie <laughs> room to see the see the clock. But um the banter we had was superb when we were toe to toe with David Moyes' sides and that. But it's all died, it's gone. It is it's either complete nastiness on their side or they're not interested whatsoever. And it's it's fucking sad really. But well, I used to say oh, I don't want them to go down because I'd missed the banter. But fucking relegate them fuckers now because the banter's gone. Yeah, well, I, I was I, I was in the bookies putting the football on for the game uh, before the Everton Liverpool game, and I was next next on the machine next to an Everton fan, and he, I, he goes, "Are you watching it later?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And then I was like, "I was like, I just put my football on." And that he says, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "I'll just put a treble on." He said, "I got used to beaters." <laughs> imagine doing that though. Like, he's on imagine. The He's on the machine putting Liverpool to beat Everton and he's a fucking Everton fan. Oh, he's the only one who stayed for the 90 minutes. He was on the pitch with Rafa when he celebrating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you know, but imagine... And nearly, sorry, sorry, you called that T-shirt right as well. The fellow who made the Lowry T-shirt for United has brought the Everton one out with the four. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's on... It's, it's, his name's Paul. Go on properties. Oh, shit, Proper I forgot about that. Yeah, on the last podcast I said, I can, can you imagine if that happens again, where they leave yeah, early? He's, and done it. he's done it again. Yeah. He made it He made it straight away and it's out. It's fucking boss. So oh, get on him on Twitter, everyone. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tag it in in a bit, Neil, so you can have a look yeah, at it. It's yeah. unbelievable. I'll get, I'll get myself um, one of that collection, like. But yeah, could, could you imagine, now? like, could you imagine going in the bookies and actually putting a bet on against your own team? Like I couldn't, I couldn't even write it out and then throw it away. I've done that in my life, and I'm 36. I've never ever betted it. I've, I've hated the fact that I've put a bet on with Liverpool on it, and they've let me down. That's happened a few times, but I've never ever betted against Liverpool. No. Imagine what it's like going the game as one of them with no hope, no no desire. You you know you're not going to win anything. You know you're going to stare and boot fucking team for 90 minutes. It must be. I text the lads in the group chat. They're all bitter, horrible cums. What what's your initial feeling before you go to the match? And the only word that come out was dread. <laughs> so imagine that. You're wasting 40, 50 quid a game to fucking hate your life. It's brilliant. Well, it's just brilliant. It was, on, it was on the radio this morning that one of the Evertonians that left after 19 minutes was from Northern Ireland. You know, scouts and that, you know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> I've seen this he, one. Yeah, he, 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 he actually flew over with his 12-year-old. He had his kids with him. And walked out and left his kids in their seats. Uh, and, he just, yeah, and he said it cost him a thousand pounds, right? The ticket, the travel, everything. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of not thinking the team's going to win and leave after 19 minutes. This guy comes all the way from fucking Northern Ireland and leaves his kids in the seat. <laughs> Unbelievable. And this, this guy wasn't a wind up, he was proper. Even Jamie O'Hara on the radio is going, what are you, are you serious? He said, yeah, he said, I'm not having this. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing? Embarrassing's you leaving the fucking ground after I do fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
metal. Oh, crazy. They're, just, they're a different breed. It's been they said are, many they're, times they're, before. And you're there, my yeah. cousin got off the ground. My cousin, Aaron Allen, got off, Jay. Aaron <laughs> Allen got off from the match. I'm phoning <laughs> the other cousin who's a Liverpool fan. 20 minutes in, asking for a lift back home to Fazakli. It's just, yeah, the special. Fucking hell. I, I work with someone, you, I don't know if you've seen him on air on Twitter, Jake uh, Scouse Ricey. He's got the fucking Angry Bird as his picture. No, I don't know why I haven't seen him, you know. I, well, I, I work I work with him anyway, right? And to be fair to him, he's bitter, but like he knows what he's doing on Twitter. He's doing it for the wind up and that. And I, I he blocked and he blocked the podcast, even though we knew it was me. Like to be fair. <laughs> but some of the shit he comes out with on there is just is comical. And him and his brother, he's got a twin brother who I'm not gonna mention because he's a cunt. Um but <laughs> nah, he is honestly. Um just the, the, the just yeah. Just fun to yeah, look at them. I love it still. The, you know, the, like you said, it's not every Everton fan we're calling out here. Because I say my best best mate, he's not like that. And even Tony Bellion, I quite like him, you know. He says it how it is. He says Van Dyke's a phenomenal defender. He's not a bitter. But 99% of them are just, I reckon it's an, it's an illness. They need to get some tablets off and put the doctor. It is. It's blue shite-itis, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> bitter sauceness, yeah. And they're all, they're all Tory grasses as well. The, for some reason, every game with Liverpool, they phone or fucking contact the police. Have you seen yeah. that Tory bitch? Yeah, oh, yeah, Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> he tagged the police asking if she could, if they could do something about her eyes streaming because of the flares the Liverpool fans set off. Fucking lunatic. Oh, my God. Well, uh, that Pablo on Twitter put a little compilation video together of the Tory grass, of, uh, of like, the busy blues and put the fucking Bill music behind it. <laughs> Did you see the video, the video I sent you earlier about the bloke screaming that we're an afterbirth? <laughs> yeah, that was fucking class. Just, the gift that keeps on giving. So if they paid their rent, they could have been us. It's fucking our ass. No, no, do you know what my dream is? The Rafa goes and they appoint Ollie. To be fair, they'll probably think it's an upgrade. They used to get in here. United's on me downs, aren't they? So I miss them gifts. I miss them gifts for every time Man United lost, lost them gifts, you used to get nostalgia. I was fucking amazing. Have you oh, seen um, Darren Farley done a new one after the derby as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing great. Rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's just, yeah, it's just boss. Like, I don't, the banter's gone. And to be honest, like you said, you said before, Neil, it's like it's the newer fans who were bitter and horrible and hate the team. But it's not because I remember, well, I don't remember it, but I've obviously seen it since years and years ago, fucking 20, 25 years ago, when the Everton fans ran on the pitch and tried to fucking rag the shirt off Alex Niarko's back. So they've been like that for years, years and years. Yeah. And they're just to say they've, they've battered their own manager, they've, they've attacked their own players, they've racially abused their own players, racially abused our players. They're just an horrible shower of bastards. And as you say, not all of them. I've got mates. I've got mates who are sound. I've got I mates have, who are classes and I can't. Yeah, but yeah. I've got mates who will sleep to the lowest lows of fucking hell just to wind it up. And that's just... But that is part of the banter derby week. It does sometimes go low. goes low both ways. We've said shit to them. They say shit to us. But yeah. I, I firmly believe that the majority of their fans... I just they the envious of Liverpool Football Club, they're envious of our fans, what we see, what we witness, the memories we make, and they hate us more than they love Everton. And that's that it's that simple. 
they fucking hate us more than they love Everton. And that's when you when you start going that way, you need to go and speak to Frank or go that, and see. That is, that, is, that, is so, that is so fucking true because they I guarantee you, and I've bumped into fans at Everton fans, they've watched more Liverpool games than they've watched Everton. Yeah, definitely. You know, I have spoke to Evertonians that have not watched their own team because that game means nothing. Everton are only going to finish 10th in the league anyway, but Liverpool's means it might be a Champions League spot or it might be a final or it might be a semi. So I'd love to know. I mean, that, that stat yesterday blew me away. We've won more games at Goodison than they have in the Derby. I mean, yeah. that's okay. unbelievable. I, I reckon their fan base has watched more Liverpool games than they have Everton. Wouldn't surprise me. But we, we said that we said it last time, didn't we? You know, you look at them when we got beat in, in Kiev and it, they, they're all in the fucking Everton boozers with the with the Real Madrid tops on, like they support Real Madrid, like it's celebrating, waiting for them to lift the trophy as if it's their team. Who, who congregates as a as a unit to go and watch your rivals? I've never seen that in my life. Oh, I, I've, I've never, never seen, seen that. that. Like when when Everton when Everton played Chelsea in the cup in Wembley. I went to the pub with my dad to watch it, but we didn't gather a fucking load of troops. We went and watched it with Evertonians in the pub. Didn't rally a load of troops. We didn't open fucking pubs for just Everton fans to go and watch their ride. Oh, it's fucking yeah. lunacy. You know, here's, here's the question I'd like to ask both of you, because I've done it. Whenever in a plane, a Man United or a Man City, and we need them, I'm actually going, come on, Everton, do your fucking favour here, win. They wouldn't do that for us, would they? Oh. If ever, you know, if we needed to beat a Man City for them to win something, would they really... They, they hate us that much. They'd never want us to win a fucking they, game, They'd they? rather lose their own game. I think if they were, <laughs> if they were in a predicament to, to beat Man City and finish fourth, but it won us the league, they'd they'd lose. They'd, they'd rather yeah. finish fourth. <laughs> they, they, they would. They would. 100%. Got to say, though, got to say, though, my dad's the same. in that position, will they? <laughs> Got to say, my dad is that way inclined, though. Like, he won't want Everton to win no matter what. Like, he's just... You're, you're telling... If, if they won one game, the last game of the season, and it won us the league, telling you now he'd want them to win. He'd go and fucking shake all the players. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've asked him this question many times, and he says... He this, he says he wouldn't want... He'd want Everton to lose still. Like, I don't know... I, I don't know if I fully believe him, but... It's the same Aussie as them. <laughs> Yeah, I think, well, I think I think Jay, Jay, what it is is he's not been put in that position yet because Everton ain't good enough to fucking be in that position. <laughs> That's the problem. But yeah. it is, it's like you said, if we say, for example, we've got Man, we've got Man no, we've got, say, I don't know, Burnley at home last game of the season, right? Everton have got Man City at Goodison, right? And all we need is, like, Everton to get into Raw. Jay's right. They, 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 they throw the fucking game. We won't win yeah, it. But if, you know, it's, it's, it's the other way around. I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you remember when Blackburn won the league? I think we beat. Yeah, we beat Man United. Yeah, we, we, the last, the last, yeah. No, we, we had Blackburn no, in the last game of the we season. We beat Blackburn. Yeah, we and beat. Then, yeah. We beat Blackburn to cost them the league. I think yeah. Jamie Redknapp scored and was devastated because he thought he cost. Cost Blackburn the league, but Man United still dropped the points and they won it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So that basically, we, 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 the manager that, and he lifted the league at Anfield. Yeah, we didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. We didn't throw the game, though, did we? That's the thing. Oh, did we? That's the difference, that's, isn't it? That's the mentality. We want to win every game. We want to win every game. It's Anfield, yeah. you know. We want to win every game. They want to make sure yeah. that the game doesn't affect Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. As long as the game doesn't affect Liverpool, they're happy to win. But as soon as yeah. as soon as it involves us in any way, shape, or form, they don't care. They'll fucking tell them. They'll be putting to the manager to fucking start at Angel and everything. Um, 
Fucking the, just the what? You know, heard the calls for Duncan Ferguson again. I bet he feels like a tired Superman. You know, like for fuck's sake, every <laughs> fucking two minutes, and I'll go get his uniform off. You know you what, know what mate? Mean? Duncan Ferguson is only there. I said this to Jay a few a few episodes back before again before you joined us. Duncan Ferguson by now is only there because the seats at Goodison are removable, and he's got to put them away every game. He's the only one who's asked to do it. That's all he's there for. He's just there to keep the place tidy. And he's not even fucking oh. doing that well, is he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, they're all moaning about you need to get rid of the people who were there before the managers. Big junk being there for every fucking manager. <laughs> but at what point are they going to go? He's a shit coach. Get rid of him. Yeah. yeah but do you, know, do you know what's weird about that? I actually thought they should have kept him in charge when he went on that. When the I they, do. They, they threw a new cap. They beat Chelsea and threw with Man United at Old Trafford and then they get rid of him. I'm thinking... <laughs> What the fuck? But he, he gives them he gives them a little sense of what we go to every week with, with Klopp. A little bit of passion, yeah. a little bit yeah, of hope. Yeah, you know, the goal boys were jumping on him and that, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. That's what you want to see. You don't want to see Rafa yeah. concede the, the fucking fourth goal and write in his notepad. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he had that angry face, Rafa, yesterday. You know, when he was like, what are you doing? He's great. But, yeah, it was a great game. It's a great fucking win. Bring on Wolves. I mean, who have we got next after Wolves? Is it Champions League again? Milan, yeah. Milan, yeah. Sweet. I know we're already through, but I love European nights. Yeah. Um, no, I'm expecting another strong team against Milan, to be honest. I think we want to get that. We want to finish the group strong, get the six out of six, which would be nice. I don't think, not in my memory anyway, I don't think we've ever actually done that. So that'd be a no, nice little have, thing to do. So. Like I don't think many. I don't think anyone has. I can imagine like the dominant Barca teams and like by Munich maybe the other year when they no, won no, no, it. No, Barca teams are always good at home. They were never that great away. Mm. I'm going to check that out after we get off the Yeah, that's better. But um, so it'd be nice I to think, get that done. I don't think it's been done. I don't, I don't think, think it's been done either. But um, sure, I'll get a few videos together for you from the San Siro, hopefully. Hopefully we fucking get in. Yeah, yeah hopefully. That's going to be knocked down at the end of the season, isn't it? It's one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be a brand new stadium. So if hopefully you get to go there, lad, because... You, it's your last chance. <laughs> it's been on my bucket list for fucking years. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's a great stadium. It's a dead rubber game. We're, we're through. But hopefully, it's an iconic stadium. The, the, the players will want to play there. Play a decent team. Play a decent team and go at them. Hopefully, fucking tear them apart. And Porto do Atletico and them cunts go out as well. <laughs> well you got to think. That'd be nice. Going, going to the, the Ballon d'Or and all that. Salah's going to want to score goals in the Champions League to get his Ballon d'Or stats up. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, Ballon, you know, you can't sit... Listen, this is Milan. I remember when we played Real Madrid and Gerard and that was few minutes he was on the bench and the Rodgers. The lads that want to play in this game is at the San Siro. It's an iconic stadium. This is where the Maldinis and the Ronaldos and all that have played over the years. You know what I mean? Not the Portuguese Ronaldo, the great Ronaldo, the Brazilian uh, for Inter and that. So, if I was a player now, I'd be saying Klopp. I want to play. I want to yeah. play in the San Again, we the last time. Yeah, interesting lineup. We discussed momentum as well, didn't we? I think. Yeah, momentum. Yeah, 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 I play Canate instead of Matic. Keep Matic fresh. I like that about him because he's commentary. He's, uh, in fact, it was the co-commentator that said it. Isn't it great to see Matic back fresh, non-injury free? He, he's right he, at the moment. He's right on par with Van Dijk. And it doesn't yeah, get mentioned. Unbelievable. It doesn't get mentioned because there's no price tag. That's what it is. Because yeah. it's a Bosman. Yeah, That's exactly. all it is. I think I think money sometimes makes people a Galactico. You know, so basically, oh, you know, 
Von Dijk's got the, the, the class and the defensive skills, but he costs 75 million, so he's a huge player. A Bosman centre back, I don't think. I think I think Matip is, a, is probably in the top five centre backs in the world. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. Definitely, he's been been phenomenal, and I think we've talked about it before. The game management with him this season has been second to none. It's been absolutely fantastic, and we're doing it with Thiago at the minute. We're giving him sixty minutes, and we're taking him off. Um, it's it's how we've got to do it after last season. Um, I think Van Dijk, he's he's looked he's looked fine for the most part since he's come back. But we've he got to remember, better. yeah. But he is still. But what we've got to remember is he still is coming back from that big injury. So I think there's got to be a game coming up soon where we can afford to give him a rest as well. Maybe in the San Siro. Let, let, let's do in the Carabao. Yeah. Like, can have a play from that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, sort of, I'd, I'd even say in the San Siro, to be honest, go for yeah. that. I am, yeah, yeah, he, 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 he won't play in the San Siro. But Virgil van Dijk wants to play in the San Siro and you can't, you can't turn professional footballers. That's what they play football for. Do you want yeah, to play exactly. in big stadiums? Yeah, but Klopp's a, Klopp's a tough manager where he'll go, he, he's always said this, and he said he goes with what the medical people say. So if the medical people say Van Dyke needs a rest, then whether Van Dyke says it or not, I think Klopp goes with his medical team. So that's why I think, I don't think, it, I'm going to stick my knock out here, I don't think Van Dyke will play in no way because what if he got injured? What if he got injured? No, in the sixth game? Oh, no. It's one of them. I, I do think, he, I think he'll play with Canate. I, um, I think I think it'd be Matip and Canate. I'd like to see that partnership as well because we know how good they are next to Van Dijk. It'd be interesting to see if they can both maintain the same level without yeah. Van Dijk there. And I think yeah. we need to what? see that. Yeah. Have you seen any videos from uh, the Ragamuffin, Dave? The Matip song? I haven't seen the Matip no. song, no. Tam yam ya, eh eh, maka waka, eh eh. <laughs> His name is Joel. He comes from Africa. Fucking boss. Uh, yeah. I hope that's their next single. It's fucking good, you know. But when <laughs> he gets it going, like, yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. That he, he, he brought a few out today. Minamino as well. Minamino, here we go again. My my, <laughs> Charles Big ever let you go? Fucking yeah. <laughs> nah, he's, he's he's dead creative with them, Dave. To be fair, and you know we've we've spoke to him a few times, haven't we? And got his songs and all that. So. Yeah, top top work. Back, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, hopefully, you can join for that one as well because you you missed him last time, didn't you? So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, lads, it's been a pleasure again. Uh, it's always great to talk about Liverpool, especially after such a great win. Um, and no doubt we'll get to do it again. Um, hopefully, before you go to Malange, we'll try and we'll try and get another one done. Um, hopefully, lads. Before we go, just want to give that the blues. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> 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 right, boys, thanks very much. Take it easy up the edge. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.